One of the most underpaid jobs and difficult jobs is to be a mechanach in our dar. You have a huge classroom, 25 or 30 kids. One of them has ADD, one of them has ADHD, one of them has OCD, one of them the parents are getting divorced, the other one is traumatized and abused and all kinds of problems that we know exist in, in the classrooms. And how on earth is Rebbe supposed to teach? Then you have a couple of kids that they have very quick. And then when you repeat it for the other kids, they get very bored. And then the parents complain, hey, my kid's bored. You got to keep up with the cur- curriculum. What's going on? Then you got some kids that need P3, other kids need this and need that. You have so many kids and everyone has to be a ben yachid by the teacher. I mean, it's it's incredibly hard. A psychologist gets paid $600 to do an evaluation on one kid at a time. This Rebbe has to do a constant evaluation on 30 kids because the, the matzavim changes throughout and you can never get it wrong. And you got to do that while you're teaching a curriculum and not getting paid enough money to live well. It's really, really super hard. And yet the Machanchem are told that you're not allowed to throw kids out and you have to be totally ibergegebe and you have to give your life to these kids. It's really, really hard and it's not for everybody to do. You've got to be Superman. You've got to be superhuman to be able to do that. And we have to have such incredible appreciation to these Rabbeim for juggling and mamish professional jugglers to juggle every kid. And one kid comes in and he's, he comes in one day and he's tired. Is he tired because he's lazy? Is he tired because he's up late at night? Is he tired because he's doing things he shouldn't do? Is he tired because the family's fighting his older brothers that are up? What is going on? You have to be right every single time. Because if you deal with it the wrong way, you know, one kid, you got to say, you know what, go to the Rebbe's room and lie down for a few minutes. One of them, you got to give a snack. One of them, you got to, you got to tell him, hey, come on, get up. You got to go to sleep on time. You got to motivate them. One of them, you got to go ahead and give nash to. And you got to tell him, we're going to make a, I mean, how on earth are they supposed to do it? I don't know. And that's why I don't give advice to Rabbeim, because I don't know how they're supposed to do it. But I could tell you a story that happened with my own daughter. My daughter, Be'ezus Hashem, will be a tremendous teacher one day, and a huge, huge mechanic in Klal Yisrael. She graduated seminary, so excited she got her first teaching job. She came back after the first week of teaching, and she says, Ta, what do I do? There's a couple of kids in my class in seventh grade who are just disturbing, and they're like wild, and they're rowdy, and they're really, I, I can't teach well. And then there's one kid, which is totally whacked out. I walk in the room, she jumps up and down, Mora, 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 can we not learn today? Can we have recess? I can't teach the class. And I didn't know what to do. So I asked the Manahelis. And the Manahelis said, oh, this girl, she's Nebuch. Just all the other teachers, just send her out. They all, nobody can handle her. Send her out of the classroom. And we, we should never have taken her this year. And we're not taking her next year. She cannot be, she can't sit. You can't teach somebody like that. And the other one's okay. Once she's out, the other ones, you can get control of the class. So my daughter felt something's, mm, really? So she says, Ta, what do I do? So I said, and remember, this is her whole life, her future. She wants to be a mechanic and a menahelis. This is what she's planning for, for uh, as her career, her passion, her dream. It's the first week. I said, I'm so sorry to tell you, but you're not allowed to hurt a neshama. It's not an excuse that you're a teacher. It's not an excuse that you want this. If you can't, Make sure not to hurt a neshama, then quit. Find another job. Find a job where you will not hurt a neshama because you don't know what that girl's all about. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know what she's struggling with. How could you tell a neshama, go out of my classroom? I can't ha- handle you. You don't belong here. You can't be a part of that. I know, I know, I know. You don't know what to do, but don't be a part of that. So she looks at me, she goes, but, 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 ah, what am I going to do? It's my whole life. So I said, well, I guess you have only, only one choice. You gotta win over that girl. 
If you win over that girl, so then the other girls are going to behave, right? The other girls are going to behave. You're going to get the whole class. So your job now, in order to save yourself, your career, so you don't have to quit, your job is what? Win over that girl. The next day she went in, this is a true story, every single word. The next day she went in. The girl says, Mora, Mora, can I, can we go on to play? She goes, oh, Chani, come here a second. I'm really thirsty. Can you get me a drink? Sure. She goes out, she gets a drink, she comes back in, Mora, here's the drink, and my daughter says, thank you so much, Chani. Oh, wow, I never noticed, you have such pretty eyes. The girl behaved that day. The next day she comes in, Mora, Mora, can we My daughter says, Chani, remember you got me a drink of water yesterday, can you do it again? I love when you get me water, you're so nice. She comes back in a couple of minutes later, she goes, wow, you have such a nice headband. I love your headband, it's really pretty. And she behaves. When she behaved, the other kids behaved. On Wednesday of that week, the Menahelis is walking down the hall, looks inside the classroom through the little window, and she can't believe what she sees. She sees my daughter teaching a class with everybody listening, behaving, including the troublemaker. She was so amazed. She knocked on the door, disturbed the class, asked my daughter, can you come out a second? What did you do? What would you give her a pill? What'd you do? We won her over with love. When you realize that it's not an option for you to hurt an ashama, you will come up with ideas. You will realize that every kid could be saved. You will realize that it's on you to figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, get another job. You become a shaykhit. You embarrass a piece of chicken. You say, you're treif, get out of here. And it was really kosher. Okay, there are stories of the Baal Shem Tev. Got to watch out for that too. But an ashama? You're going to reject an ashama? I was at the Agoda Convention. Such nice young mechanchim came over to me, a manal with with three rabbeim. And they said, we want to ask you a question. I said, I don't give chinuch advice. No, but really, just tell us what you think. I said, I think you should ask someone who gives chinuch advice. No, but really. Okay, what's the situation? Third grader. His parents are going through a vicious divorce. There's fighting at home. The kid cannot, I mean, there's terrible stuff happening. There's police being called, the shomer being called, and he can't concentrate and he doesn't do his homework and he comes in very tired. What should we do? I said, what's the question? Well, some people say that you can't give in. You got to keep him to the standard. Otherwise, he's going to feel this and he's going to fall behind and we got to push him. He's got to do homework. I said, what? How can he do homework if he doesn't have a home? Emotionally, he does not have a home. You expect him to be like everybody else? He's not like everybody else. He doesn't have anybody else's challenges. He doesn't have anybody else's life. His life is not stable, and he's supposed to be like everybody else. I asked the Rebbe, I said, this is your boss over here, this nice manal, right? If you were going through, God forbid, a hard time, you whatever it is, sick child, getting divorced, whatever it is, would you want your boss not to cut you any slack and treat you like everybody else? Where's your menschlichkeit? We have to realize that these Little children, they grow up, they're human beings. They actually are humans. They remember how we treat them. Even if Chas Hashem, you don't know what to do. You could have compassion. You could just be a human being that cares for somebody. You could hug him and say, I'm sorry going for a hard time. Don't hug him. Got to be careful. You could say, I'm sorry you are going through such a hard time. What is it that we lose our compassion? These are human beings and they grow up and they will remember you. I work with kids, and they remember every third grade, fourth grade Rebbe, any grade, even little kids. You are mavaza mi berabim. You are not allowed to be mavaza a child berabim. So says all of the big doyle hadar. I feel bad for Abayim. It's an underpaid job, and we love you guys. You guys are superheroes. But I've seen those of you that don't know how to handle kids. I've seen it firsthand. Throwing the kid out, you can't handle it. And I've seen that same type of kid the next year with a different Rebbe who has skills who goes and gets trained and can change their lives, but at the very minimum, realize that you have to come up with the answers. We're relying on you. We need you. In today's dar, we're playing for keeps. At the very minimum, 
Just decide that you will treat them as humans. Promise that you will treat them in a way that no matter what happens, they will always remember your smile, that you cared, that you cared about them as human beings. Remember, your kids are also going to have Rebbeim. I work with Rebbeis who have kids who are hurt by Rebbeim. We all have to be very, very sensitive to kids who are struggling. you got to be able to know whether a kid is lazy. Are they all really lazy and manipulating? Or it could be, but sometimes they're in pain. Don't make a mistake because you're going to be held accountable. And I really hurt for you guys because it's a tough job. You have to be so sensitive and so trained. It's the hardest thing in the world. But if you always go with compassion, if you always say, you know what, I don't know what to do, so I'll just give him a, I'll, I'll be there for him. I'll love him. I'll show him I like you. You've got to show your every single kid in that classroom that you like them. And it's such a challenge. I can never do it. I hope that you can.